Nurses and Hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. And we are back from an extended hiatus. I just wanted to thank everybody who's been tuning in to the Nurses and Hypochondriacs podcast and listening and asking all your friends, colleagues, mothers, fathers, fellow nurses, fellow hypochondriacs to listen in. Thank you so much. And thank you for those great comments that I read on Facebook that says, Hey, Ursilia, I really love your podcast and I especially love your laugh. Thank you so much. You guys are great. You keep me going. You keep me jumping back on and producing more wackadoo episodes which we have tons more wackadoo episodes coming up because that's what I love. I love High Strange. I don't love what every other nurse is doing on their podcast. Boring, boring, boring. Who wants to read about that? You want to read, you want to know about stuff that nobody is talking about, right? Stuff that will unlock things in your mind and have you look at things a bit differently, a bit out of the box, right? That's what you want. So thanks again for listening. Thank you to my co-producer, John Cullum, for continuing on with us and as we go forward. And yeah, this episode is going to be a good one. I mean, what the hell is going on in California? Do you guys wonder that? Like, I live here. I live in Los Angeles, Burbank, to be exact, the media capital of the world. And I'm just like, what is going on? Right. If you really look around, if you really look at the big picture, it's not about Democrat or Republican. It's way crazier than that. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. I have Eric Rodriguez on and he's a patriot. He's a part of this group called We Have Rights Corporation. And uh, yeah, he's been leading some of these peaceful protests that have been going on in California. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the fact that Gavin Newsom, the new CDC guidelines, yeah, he's not going to follow them in California. If I said that in clinic, like if I said, you know what, hey, these CDC guidelines that we're talking about here for vaccines, I don't want to follow them. You know what's going to happen to me? They're going to show me the door. They're going to be like, see you later, chick. Okay, they're going to go, bye. Right. So I lose my job. So why does this guy have his job? He doesn't even have a healthcare background. You know, like, where did he go to school? But yeah, people tell me, hey, Ursilia, you need more education. You need to go get your DMP, which makes me laugh because there's that little Poindexter guy that read a book on vaccines. What's his name? Bill Gates. Yeah. And now he's an expert. Shit. I'm going to start doing that. I read a book and I'm an expert on everything. Anyway, stay tuned for today's show. Again, thank you guys for all the love and go ahead and donate to our podcast. The links are on the show notes. We appreciate every buck you can give us. Thank you. sequels. Some of them are good. Most of them are bad. But on the Sequels Revenge podcast, we're here to celebrate all things sequels. Host John Coulomb and Bill Posley bring on a guest to talk about their favorite movies, and then we pitch a sequel to it. It's a sequel that nobody asked for, but one that we'd like to see. Then we go away, 
write the first five pages to the sequel, bring in a table of actors to read it. So if any of this sounds appealing to you, you should download Sequels Revenge podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play stores. Welcome to Nurses and Hypochondriacs, Eric Rodriguez. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Cool. And I'll have to say, like I was telling you before we started this podcast, before we started the episode, how dapper you look. I love your style. <laughs> I mean, you are an amazing fashionista. Thanks. Thanks. I am. Uh, fashion is like my thing. And uh, it's funny when this whole thing got started, um, you know, people would make comments and I said, hey, no one said you couldn't fight for freedom and look good doing it, you know. Oh my God. And that is such a great parlay. And so what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about our freedoms. What is going on with our freedoms, Eric? Like, what oh, the man. hell? Yeah. Well, here we are. We're now officially in September. Um, you know, what is it? Six months later. And, from the uh, lockdowns. From the beginning of the lockdown. And it's, it's just been an ongoing battle. I think it's a new war that we're in the middle of. And that's something that I made very clear to a lot of uh, the people that got involved back in May. It's like, we're at war. It's being fought differently. You know, maybe ammunition isn't being used, but without a doubt, it's a battle between good and evil and uh, your rights and freedoms taken away and that sort of thing. So, I mean... Tell us a little bit about yourself um, before we go into... The sure. organization that you helped start and the protests that were happening in Maine. How did you get started in this? Like, why? What What is your purpose with all of this and in this to- fight for good and evil? Totally. Um, well, I'm. I've never really been an activist. Uh, I've never been really politically inclined or that sort of thing. But uh, I am a CPA, and um, it was towards the end of uh, March and April when generally the tax season would end. And I started seeing really how this shutdown was affecting a lot of families. Hardcore. Like I started seeing firsthand how financially uh, they were being broken down and the stress was through the roof and fear was just, it was bizarre. And um, it was towards the end of April that, that I thought, you know, it broke my heart to see, first of all, prior to that, Uh, kids egg hunting in their living rooms oh for easter Easter. so crazy yeah so that really broke my heart so that's what started it all but as far as i'm concerned you know i'm a musician uh cpa you know i'm at the gym and fashion is my thing i'm i'm as my friends would call me the swag daddy (laughs) oh i love it yeah on instagram i have a if you go to swag planet underscore emperor, it's me talking about everything fashion. I just love, love shoes, outfits, hats, the whole thing. I love yeah. it. I think, I think how you carry yourself says a lot about you. But I, mean, I also no. love that you're, you're a CPA and yes. that's a very conservative profession, right? Major. It's like that's super. all about suits, right? Correct. Kind of like, Kind of like the nursing profession where they're like, oh, you should be a certain way. Although we're seeing a shift in that because more people are having body tattoos. More people are feeling much more free to express their identity and their true identity 
of who they really are deep down inside. And people always think you just need to do one thing in this life. And I'm like, oh, hell no. We're right. here on this planet right. to play and exactly. to explore and to do. Why, wouldn't, why would you just want to restrain yourself to one thing? That's no way of living. And, and you're right. You know, there's a stereotype for every type of career. And when you think of a CPA, tax consultant, you're thinking khakis and a tucked in polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see me, but, you know, my whole abdomen is full of tattoos. I'm covered in ink. I have earrings. And earlier when, in the year, I had dreadlocks down, you know, middle of my back. <laughs> right, because you were so dressing I, like a patriot, like a pirate. That's true. Um, <laughs> so I don't fit the stereotype and I never have and I think it's it's important for anyone did you get just push back I mean do you get um no from your client that or from no colleagues? no no I, I started my company six years ago um when I began I said look I'm I'm a professional through and through um I'm efficient I'm proficient I am definitely prepared I'm going to do the best job I can model my business with great customer service. And if that, if you deliver the results, people will come. So true. Story. I Very don't true. have, I don't have to, you know, change the way I look or I appear. I, I'm still very professional when dealing with them. 100%. I just happen to have a nose ring, <laughs> you know, a little diamond there, which is different. But at the end of the day. And you also the, have tooth swag. As well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. That's right. You That's got right. swag in your teeth yeah, going on. Yeah, too. I got some, I have some gold in my teeth as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's one of those things where, like, in the beginning, it was a little like, ah, are you sure this is the guy? But, you know, when reputation precedes you, it's a good thing. And people start, when people start to know who you are rather than just judging, Trust me, to this day, I have new clients come in and, and the client will send me a text saying that the person they referred will be like, are you sure that's the guy, the guy with the dreadlocks? Eric Rodriguez, right? That guy? <laughs> They're like, I know he doesn't look like your typical tax consultant, but he's the one. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. It's great. I'm free. I'm, I am who I am. And it's cool because people deal with me. They know who I am. There's no... I'll pretend to be this way, but I'm different. I am what they see and that's what they get. Super cool. So tell us about your organization and the people yeah. that came together and how you started it and your May 21st protest, your yeah. peaceful protests. Okay, great. So back in April after this whole just, okay, I think I've had enough. Clearly there's something else going on. And it's funny because we're now in September and the CDC has put out that 6% of the actual death were the only, only 6% was uh, strictly only COVID. So, you know, we were, this is what we were complaining about in April. So there's something really wrong here. And there's a little bit too much control just going out in the world over something that is, seems smaller than the flu, especially when you have practitioners and doctors in the field of medicine and scientists telling you, Otherwise, so I then I live in Orange County. Down here it wasn't too bad, but LA, the it was just out of control. It was 
very heavily pushed. And I thought, well, let's reach out on social media and see if there's any kind of peaceful protest, something we can do I'd like to participate in. I got no response, nothing. I said, great. Well, at that point, I guess, you know, it's probably important. Maybe we take the bull by the horns and do something ourselves. So I, I shared that and I, I shared the idea of making a protest and it got 121 shares by the end of the day. So if you were trying to do a public survey, that was it. The people, it struck a nerve with the people and they said, yes, we'll back you up. So I decided to make a protest um, on May 1st. The lockdown was pushed by the president to the end of the, the, to the end of April, just to ensure that everything was done. After that, it would really be up to each individual state. So we said, okay, good. May 1st seems like a good day in case California still wants to stay locked down. That's a good time to now get out there and make our voices be heard. Well, simultaneously, as I was putting something together in LA, there was other people in Orange County, other people up in Ventura, other people up in Sacramento. And somehow someone caught wind that I was doing something big in LA. They contacted me. We then contacted the other person in Ventura, the other person down in San Diego. And we all decided to let's just put all of our efforts and make a big protest on May 1st. And sure enough, that was the big, that was the big, big punch. Uh, 40,000 Californians came out that day. Wow. It was huge. It was on every channel. I was on, I was interviewed and I was on every channel, channel two, channel nine, channel seven, Spanish. I speak Spanish as well. I was on the Spanish channels as well. By the end of the day, Everyone had heard. And what happened was, as a result of this, this was on Friday. By Monday, Gavin Newsom uh, made a statement saying, okay, cool. Some of the counties will now start opening up. So we made that impact. And that's how We Have Rights came together. It was a bunch of leaders in different areas with the same idea coming together and going, why don't we just form a group and make it a big effort? And the whole purpose and drive of the group is to open the state back up. And you also had several speakers, right? Yes. Wasn't there a, a physician that was a speaker and he was also uh, in the military, in the army? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of speakers. We've had um, uh, Cordy Williams, who was in the military. He's, a, he's spoken at a few. We've actually had a few rallies now. We also had uh, who's become now a, a pretty awesome dude and well-known guy known as MAGA Hulk. He's like a human version of the Hulk. And oh uh, he's awesome. He's a great dude. He spoke at our last protest in Ventura. Uh, we've had David Jr. Harris speak as well. And uh, yeah, we've had, a, we've had numerous speakers that... Um, that they're with it. They understand that this is ridiculous and it's like a power grab or some kind of political game during election year. And it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, everyone that's had enough of it, they wanted to speak and let people know how they feel about it. And yeah, they certainly have. <laughs> right. And it's had astronomical issues across the board, not only healthcare wise. I mean, there is a virus going on. Yes. You know, there is no doubt. Uh, some people say it's been mutated. Some people say 
Um, there's a second wave coming. Who knows sure. what's really going to happen? But in the beginning, we were all told we had that hashtag flatten the curve. We don't know mm -hmm. what happened to that. Nobody knows yep. if that was mm -hmm. even real. Um, I mean, for me, I, I've been following this for quite a while, even before December hit. Um, nice. I was watching this uh, virus go down uh, from China. We did an episode in January. I even, nice. uh, my whole family in Italy got locked down first. Okay. Uh, so I had my cousin on talking about it and talking about the ramifications and what was really going on. But the weird mm -hmm. thing is when it hit here in LA or in California or in the United States, we had Dr. Fauci just telling people, stay in your homes, there's going to be a vaccine and that's it which right. is weird. You don't usually tell people that, that, I mean, you tell people no. how to help themselves, how to right. keep their immune system, Correct. how to take care of themselves. We were hearing nothing of that. No. So people are getting lock, locked up in their homes. Now we have huge anxiety. All the kids that I've Correct. talked to, I was in clinic a couple of weeks ago. All my patients were complaining of anxiety, inability totally. to sleep. They can't see their friends. Yeah. They don't like these Zoom classes. No. Uh, and it's ridiculous. It's like, what the hell is going on? Seriously, right. I don't see dead bodies all over the street. No, and you if, don't. And if people are going to contest me, yes, I've been asking several nurses what's going on at their hospitals, and they're kind of very nonchalant about it. You know, yep. here in California, like, eh, you know, we had like 80 COVID patients, but they all had uh, other uh, healthcare issues to begin with. Right. And so, um, you know, some of the hospitals have uh, started shutting down their COVID units. You know, they mm -hmm. had certain rooms dedicated, certain units dedicated uh, right. as ICU units. Like one hospital I heard here in Southern California had about 80 patients for COVID, but a lot of them were being discharged. And like I said, mm -hmm. a lot of them had other coexisting conditions, either they had autoimmune right. problems or other issues. So in that sense, you know, you don't make healthy people just stay in their homes. It's ridiculous. Correct. Now, now they're having vitamin D problems, Yep. you know, because they're not getting sunshine. They're not out seeing their friends. I know my Correct. parents are seniors and uh, they're very social people. I mean, they're always, their weeks are full of friends and going yeah. to the, all their activities and they were shut down. And my mom was having massive issues. Totally. So I, I was like, you know, they figured it out. They mm -hmm. had to get a safe space. They had to get a friend who started up an adventure center for seniors. Okay. <laughs> Great. You know, Whatever helps, totally. it's, it's like ridiculous what this has caused. And I did have the mayor of Yorba Linda, uh, okay. Dr. Beth Haney on, and she's a nurse and she's also an entrepreneur business owner. So she Great. was all for opening up the business. Of course. And stuff because she understands. I mean, but like Gavner Newsom, he's got no healthcare experience. He doesn't know about people. He doesn't care about no. people. He's a millionaire. I think right? what, hap what happens is, Governor Newsom, he's playing a different game. Um, the CDC just recently released something about um, how the masks are actually unhealthy or how it's recommended not to be worn. And he made a statement saying, okay, we are now no longer using the CDC. It's another joke. Yeah, it's like, how does he have that right. power to do that? 
because no, there's some because backing he's from in bed somewhere. with the Gettys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you know, we're not going to get into any conspiracy theories here or anything like that, but I mean, come on. No, but he does. It's not a conspiracy. He does own a business with one that's of the right. Gettys. He owns that's a winery. True. That is not yes, a conspiracy. Yes, that's right. Exactly. That's You're a right. fact. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yep. I agree. So, that, so that's what I, there's is. no it's conspiracies like, here. Thank you. Beautiful. I agree. And then the so, mask thing, as a, a nurse for 25 years almost, I've always been told it was to protect the patients. That's why we're really yes. them. And so our patients were immunocompromised. Either they Correct. were in isolation. That's why we're wearing them. That's but right. to wear them outside, you're just breathing in your garbage. And now what people are doing with their disposable masks is they're throwing them all over the place. So yeah. there's more virus or more garbage yes. you know, that's infectious. So what's even good? Who's controlling this? No one. No you know? One. And if you think with all of the money that we have in the United States, personally here in California with $1.8 billion going to the expansion of the port. Have you been to the port lately? Mm -mm, No. Oh my God, go down there. It's insane. $1.8 billion. Wow. 2019. I just went down. I hadn't been down in a few years. I was amazed. And I went down with my cousin who is a controller in New York, right? Okay. And he was all excited because of the movies here. You know, he's yeah. from France. So he, okay. he was like, oh, cool. This is just like, in, you know, the movies. And then we <laughs> went down there and he's like, holy shit, this is the biggest port I've ever seen. And with wow. his company, he deals with the import and exportation of stuff. He deals with the, um, uh, what is it called? Those trailers, uh, the containers that come. Yeah, the big containers. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. he, he He's, that's one of his areas of expertise. Okay. So we went down there and he's all like, if you want to know what's going on here in California and at the port, he goes, watch Gomorrah. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm telling you, watch Gomorrah. And so Gomorrah was a series on HBO okay. uh, a few years ago. And it's about the Gomorrah crime family in Italy, in Naples, the huh. crime family, right? So it's a okay. whole series like four seasons long it's all mafia it's all uh, okay cool. naples mafia and yeah. what are they so so in like the first season i think in the first or second episode so it shows the shipping containers and what do you think are in there drugs mm. yeah <laughs> so not like, whatever the, not whatever the label says i'll tell you that right and so it's like <laughs> what's actually being coming in you know and that 1.8 billion dollars why aren't we putting it towards uh, fixing homelessness here, oh, you know, especially in Los Angeles, which Jesus is out of control. Christ. San Francisco, ever since oh, Avenue my God. Oh, God. I've heard terrible things. I haven't been to San Fran in a while. Oh, that place is a mess. That place it's is a, a total dump. Exactly. This is what I've been hearing. So it's, it's like, dump. what is going on in California? Mm-hmm. And I had cut you off on your thought about Gavin Newsom and about there's something more going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why, like you mentioned, like, what's he thinking? To be honest with you, I don't think he really is thinking anything. I think the guy is simply put in a position where he's going to take orders from above. And a story. And a story. Who do you think is above? Like, who are the above people? Do you think it's the corporations? More billionaires controlling I I think it's more billionaires. I think more, I think bigger. I think the banking system. I'm thinking Rothschilds. I'm thinking, I'm thinking big. You know, California is the fifth largest economy in the world. 
Um, I'll have friends all over the country say, man, it's crazy in California. Yeah, well, California is different. California is not Montana. California is not New Mexico. It's not Nevada. California is not Washington. California is a powerhouse in itself. This is a monster of a state. It's not just another state within the country. So yeah, there's, there's a whole lot going on here. They can't have this. I mean, there's so much Hollywood is there. We're now learning so much about the whole child trafficking stuff that's coming to light. I'm like, the, the, the den is right there. We protested right. there just a couple of weeks ago. So there's so much happening here. There's so much. This is not just another state. And he's not just another governor. It's not ran, I believe, like any other place. So he's not, he's not calling the shots. I think he regurgitates what he's told. He has a script and he sticks to it. End of story. And he's probably promised, hey, listen, just stick to this. You'll be fine. We'll take care of you. Done. And you can tell that yeah. he was reading a script. You can tell all the leaders of the world were reading scripts in the beginning. Correct. They were just like, they all look Ma- like Mayor, Gar- Mayor Garcetti is the same thing. They're both oh on the God, same. Oh, my God, he's terrible. Yeah. They're, they're, on, they're on the same page. You, oh, know yeah. that, you know that gut feeling when someone's talking to you and you could just tell it's insincere? Oh, yeah. That's what you they know are. That, that, you know that gut but feeling that we have Right, mm-hmm. but what people say is, well, they're a politician. What do you expect? So people have been so mind-controlled to that's think that that's normal, that and that's what's Correct. <laughs> Correct. That, that, that question or that stance doesn't help. If anything, it's worse because you're saying, oh, it's okay. They get a pass because they're a politician, when in fact you should be up in arms. Right. You should be like, don't talk that way. You know, and Correct. I teach storytelling, and I teach about really being – uh, telling a story from your heart, really Correct. being connected to your soul. These guys, yep. you could tell, are, are so way far disconnected from their soul. Oh, somebody they're, is, they're is holding the strings. Yep, you know, it's the not puppet them. strings. It's not them. And you could tell it's not them. So something more is happening. Indeed. So the thing of it is, so many people around the world and in here in California just have drank the Kool-Aid and believe anything they're told. Thank and you. the amount of propaganda and mind Thank control, because I study propaganda, I have for sure. many years, and I've studied cults. It's my MK one Ultra. interest. Yeah, it's very cool. MK Ultra. It's, you know, I always wondered, how could people just give up their livelihoods and, and join Scientology? It's mm. the same way a Buddhist, like a, a person, I had a friend go away uh-huh. for a year and become a monk, you know, uh-huh. and then he came back and I was like, well, why, why did you do that? He goes, oh, I loved it. I go, why did you love it so much? He goes, all I had to do was meditate all day, do my chores and eat and that's it. And uh-huh. he loved it. And, and I think that, you know, being a creative, as you know, Going yeah. into the world, having to create, having to push down all these uh, rules that came from these billionaires or whoever these people are, it's a lot sure. of work. It's exhausting. Totally. Yeah, you know? no doubt. And especially if you're just doing it on your own and everybody else, you just see the followers and you're like, oh my God, this sure. is a cult. Yeah. You know? It's the cults of America, cult of the world. It's so crazy. For the definition, yeah, for the definition of a cult, any religion could be considered a cult. It's true. You've, it's a group of people following certain beliefs. It's a method of control. 
and stuff. So you mentioned uh, you you went to another protest on Save the mm-hmm. Children. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I attended a couple of weeks ago. It was um, just the one in Hollywood, pro- right? Yeah, just on Hollywood and Vine. It was put together to kind of bring awareness to the whole fact that child trafficking is a thing. It's happening every day, but the media is really silent about it. Uh, you don't hear it. You hear all day, oh, we have a new COVID case. But you don't hear anything about missing children. That's I think true. it was just I think it was just a couple of days ago. I think like 39 kids were found in Atlanta in some trailer. Yeah. Why is that not all over the news? Why is the string not being pulled on that? Why are we not looking further into it? No. You hear about these sort of things through social media, which is people, you know, boots on the ground. It's everyday people that hear about it and share it. So there's become aware. So that's what that whole protest was about is to bring awareness to the fact that child trafficking is a thing and uh, nothing is being done about it. Well, President Trump's fighting it, but we need more. We need more. People need to understand. I have friends that had no idea that was such a thing (laughs) till now. And it's these types of protests that bring that sort of thing to the light. Right. One of the reasons why people don't want to see it is because it's so heinous. It's like, really? People would never do that to children. You know, I mean, they're trying to get the legal age of consent uh, for sex changed. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get it changed to the age of 14. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And I think it was um, Epstein's attorney a few years ago that went on record and said, yeah, the legal age of consent should be 14. You right. know, and, and and he just reneged that and pulled that out and said, "Oh no, no, no! I didn't mean that." You know, and, and that's okay. You right. know, it, there's so much stuff going on, and people just don't want to see it. Oh, I don't want to see it. I just want to stay. In that's my what it. <clears throat> well, that's what happens. Cloud and yeah, and and when this is over, life is going to go back to normal. That's what happens. People have a a different sense of responsibility for the community. It's, you that's a great point that you're bringing yeah, up because you, I think that people are not taking responsibility for themselves the or the for word. their community. So for instance, no. a real simple example is your neighbor um, in front of you outside is beating up their, you know, their child. You can either do two things. One, turn around and pretend you didn't see it, even though you know it's wrong and walk away or two you can say something but you realize that if you say something you may encounter some backlash and people don't want that that's very true that's 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 totally me here's what (laughs) happens here's what happens it's too uncomfortable yep it's very easy to just go you know what uh yeah no that's their that's their problem I shouldn't get involved. And that, that doesn't do anything for you or the rest of the community. It's, and that's what makes people like us different. We right. take responsibility. I don't have to be setting up a protest. I don't have to be organizing marches and, and getting Gavin Newsom uh, recall petition signed. I don't have to do any of those things. I could easily hang out, run my business, go to the beach on the weekends, work out, 
smoke my cigars and uh, hang out with my girlfriend and I'll be just fine. I don't have to do those things. What sets me apart, like you, who are doing these types of podcasts, is we see a level of responsibility that uh, we need to take to help thy neighbor. And that's, what separate, and that's what separates us from the general public that don't have that in them. Right. And I think it's also having to do with a disconnect. Like a lot of people are disconnected, you know, from themselves, from their truth, from being who they are. But once you mm-hmm. get connected, you hear the call. I heard the call many years ago. You okay. know, I heard, I've heard the call for 20 years now on many, many separate occasions to my higher purpose and what I was supposed to do. And cool. it hasn't been easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. You know, I got a lot of flack from my colleagues, you know, when I started and hypochondriacs everybody's like i can't believe you're calling it that blah 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 but we'll look in 2020 everybody's a hypochondriac you know Hmm, everybody believes they gotta wear this mask you got got shouted out at trader joe's you went in talk about your experience you want to talk about that or no sure 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 i go to trader joe's every weekend and uh do you stand um, in line i have boycotted trader joe's because of the the lines i just It's, you know, it's at the point where if I just boycott everything, I'm going to be stuck at home ordering everything from Amazon. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? Forget it. You know, you have to bite the bullet at some point. I still need groceries. So fuck. Sorry. I don't know if I can cuss. Yeah, you can cuss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So I'm like, fuck (laughs) it. I need to go in the store. So I go and I put the mask on. I don't wear it over my mouth. I put it and I carry it under my chin. No one says anything to me. No one says anything. They, They never have. Um, and it's been like this for weeks, probably a couple months now. So I don't have an issue with that. I think they don't want to deal with it. I think low key, the employees also know they have a brain. So they are smart enough to go, ah, this sucks, but we have to do it because it's, you know, it's how we can stay open for the regulations, et cetera, et cetera. But no employee says anything to me. This weekend was different. This weekend I'm walking by. And some older gentleman, maybe in his 50s, uh, quickly passes by me and he says, you know, you're supposed to be wearing your mask. And he just storms away. And I'm like, I'm like who the fuck said that? And I look back and I see him and he's way over there. And I hesitated. I said, huh, I'm about to go back. I'm going to go get him and just school this guy real quick. And I thought, you know what? I just got here. Let me go get, the, let me go get my hummus. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about him. It's Sunday night. I don't have time for this. Big, we'll just let him be. So I continue. And he passes by me a second time and he says the same thing. He goes, you know, you're supposed to be wearing your mask. And he storms past me. And I said, okay, I've had enough with this bastard. I walk up. So I go up to him and I said, hey, listen, you worry about you. Thank you. Okay. You do you. <laughs> and he goes, I am. And, you know, you're supposed to be. And that's why I said, don't you ever fucking address me again. You understand that? He said something else. And I said, shut the fuck up. And I'm pissed now. And it's crowded. There's about 10 people there. And there must have been about three employees. Because a couple of them are restocking the, the flatbread. And there's another one right here by the, by the meats. And, uh, and I said, shut the fuck up. If you're scared, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I shouted. I, shouted. I said, if you're scared, get the fuck out of here. He turned left down the aisle and I said, and I cool. I was like, let me just get, get away so I can cool down. 
And at the same time, I was thinking, okay, cool. Like, I'm definitely expecting one of these employees to come tell me, hey, sir, if you could just please put your mask on, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. No one said a thing. No one said a single thing. No one. Not, not, not another shopper, and just every shopper had a mask on. No one said a thing to me. Not an employee said a thing to me. Matter of fact, I walked down the aisle, and as I saw one – an employee coming up to me, I thought, okay, great. Here we go. This is, this is it. And he goes, sir, um, can I help you find anything? Have you, are you looking for any, anything I can help you with? I said, no, I found it. He's like, awesome. Okay. Let me know. You got it boss. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. It was good. It that's was a like, great story, but that's a great story. I mean, for me, uh, it happened in the beginning. It's not happening as much now. Like I go for walks here in Burbank. We have a, a bike path and this girl on her bike, she was wearing a mask and uh, yeah. she's like, don't forget to wear your mask. And I was like, I swear I'm in the Truman show. <laughs> wow. like, we're yeah. in a dystopian comedy. I was like, I have like over like, girl. If you only knew the shit that I used to walk into, like, yeah. As a nurse for 25 years, I'm like, oh, yeah. please. You know, it's like, that's I the keep, thing. It's that's like, the keep thing. your body healthy. That is the most important thing, you know? It, it's well, like, if it, and educate yeah, yourself on that. You're right. If, if anything, if there's any type of silver lining to this whole COVID circus of 2020, is that it's brought out to the light. I don't care your degrees, I don't care your certificate, I don't care what type of vehicle you drive. I don't care your position in the company you're in. I know people that make half a million a year. I know people that make 15, 20,000 a year. One thing is for sure. The silver lining that's come about this year is that you know who's who. You know who's ignorant despite of the facts, despite of financial status. You know who can't think for themselves. You know who listens to Fauci and says, that's law. And who goes, hmm, I'm not sure if that's right. Why don't I observe for myself? The people that you see driving around by themselves with a mask on, that's an idiot. (laughs) The person you don't want to go in business with. That's the person that you need to watch out for because they're probably prone to making mistakes, being scared, fearful, that sort of thing. So one thing's for sure is that this year has brought to the light where people stand And that whole expression of common sense, it's not common. It's more uncommon these days. I see more people that uh, are afraid, generally speaking, than those that are woke, quote unquote, or are with it and know that there's something else going on. Fast forward from March to today, look where we're at. It's true. Everyone's fine. Yeah. Sure, you got deaths. Of course. That, that's inevitable. People die but, all the time. I'm sorry. That's inevitable. People die that, all the time. Circle of life. Inevitable. That's inevitable. That's going to happen. You know, but when it, the flu numbers people, are higher, yeah. that's where you go, okay, good. Did this all warrant a complete and utter shutdown? Because a shutdown hurt a lot of people. It destroyed businesses and suicides were out the roof. And kids. No. Yeah. It, you know, so and, there you go. The school system, the education system. Totally. I, I attended I attended Orange County. The Department of Education of Orange County is suing Gavin Newsom. It's not costing the, the taxpayers a single dollar. Why? Because you have kids who have are special needs who need assistance from one-on-one. 
kids whose parents don't speak English, who need assistance from the teacher, kids whose parents may be a little bit um, not doing financially as well uh, and also not savvy with the whole uh, technology phase of things, don't know how the Wi-Fi works, the whole Zoom things. The, the, the kids are paying the price. They are. And then when you look at the CDC stating anyone under the age of 19 has a 100% chance, one zero zero point zero of survival, how could you not be outraged? Yeah. So anyone that backs the whole keep things locked down, one of two things. You're ignorant as hell. Your head is way up your ass. And you really, really should not be making an opinion. That's excellent. So where can people find you, Eric? Uh, and, and tell us about the, the whole Gavin Newsom recall yes. thing. Definitely. So uh, if anyone wants to support, donate, uh, contribute, participate, that sort of thing to the movement, the We Have Rights movement, you can go to wehaverightscorp.org. Um, there you'll see who we're partnered with and that's a great way of helping. Um, what we've done is we've kind of pivoted over the last couple of months. Once the county started opening up again, we thought, okay, I think we should now shift to getting Gavin recalled. There's been attempts on that before, but I think now we should really flow power to that movement. And I think there's a recallgavin2020.com website for that. Um, it's linked to our page. We have rights, uh, I also saw people at the, in front of the gun stores in Burbank with, uh, <laughs> tables as well. Recall yeah. Gowner, uh, oh, yeah. Go- Governor the, mo- the movement oh. is big. You'll see it every weekend. You'll see it in Huntington, Newport. You'll see it at Sprouts. You'll see it everywhere. And, uh, and, and that's what we're backing up right now. Um, that's what we're trying to push for uh, just to send a message me they can follow me on instagram i post despite it being a lot about fashion uh, and this year it's like how could you not talk about all the nonsense happening now you can find me at swag planet underscore emperor so we'll talk about fashion and drip and keeping it juicy while also fighting for uh, our constitutional rights it's awesome so, i love it yeah Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. And um, I will go ahead and put all that information in our show notes so that uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with you and also if people need to get their taxes done, right, they can come to you. And so we'll put your business information on there. (laughs) Because if I was, you know, like, let's say I was an artist or I was a musician, I would totally come to you because I could relate to you. Yeah, I I have a lot of clients in the industry. Yeah, and I and I think that's cool because that's who people want to talk to. I mean, I even remember like I would come to you. My other accountant, he was always in a suit. I just felt like I I, it, it, I couldn't connect with him. It was just really hard. And and it's like you're like, eh, you're not supposed to you're connect right. with your tax guy because he's just like tapping away. But then it's just like, but, when but that's you not true. With someone, it's yeah. different, right? <laughs> always, I think in anything, in any profession, when especially there's a better connection, especially when you're. Yeah, when you're dealing with very sensitive information, you want to be better connected to the person helping you, not less, always more. You know what you're getting, and you're dealing with someone ethical, professional, that knows you. Yeah. And, that, and you know they're going to help you out to the fullest. But when you're dealing with someone who's putting on a, a certain appearance or presence, you don't, you don't really know what's going on there. And, and you, like That's you said, true. and like you said, Sometimes there's a little bit of a, a cut. 
And whenever there is a little bit of a space or not totally synced in, it doesn't go as smooth. That's awesome. Well, thanks again. And thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to Nurses and Hypochondriacs. Till next time. Thanks for listening to our Nurses and Hypochondriacs podcast. We love your support and we love our listeners. If you have some spare change, go ahead and throw some to us on our Venmo at Nurses and Hypochon. Also, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love that. And if you'd like to be a guest, go ahead and send us an email at nursesandhypochondriacs at gmail.com. Bye.